All right. Just another edition. We are here again. Aaron Ruggieri, Dr. Dustin Boston. This is The Vital Wire. All right, so as we've gone on the past three months, we're going to talk a little bit more about what we're seeing as far as student-athletes. At this point, we've had a lot of feedback, a lot of uh, people learning mm-hmm. a lot of things that yeah. they wish they would have known earlier. Yep. So with that, we've got some exciting things that we're beginning to explore and provide. Mm-hmm. But uh, really, and in, in this continues to be the, the typical theme right now. Yeah. And we've talked about this a lot, but as we're starting to bring more people into our circle as well from golf coaches and you know pitching performance coaches and performance mm-hmm. trainers and really starting to align the circle, here's one thing I want to get out first is a lot of... The, that clientele, the student-athlete clientele that we're seeing, yeah. those parents are of a similar lifestyle and, yes. and history. Yes. So while we might be, it's like, oh, well, they just take care of student-athletes. It's like, well, not only. Yeah. You know, we do see the parents that are trying to keep up. So I just want to, to make sure everybody knows, as you're listening to this, chances are this is going to apply. And if it doesn't quite apply to you, the information as a person mm-hmm. is still the same. The most common injuries that we might talk about today in athletics yeah. are going to be the same that people, general public, right. experience, right. right? So we're going to discuss some of those things and what we're seeing more of and a little bit of the, the, the information that people are saying they wish they more, know mm-hmm. more of. So what... Uh, um, on Erin's side of things, as she is more now of our, our case manager, <laughs> moving into clinical director, uh, you're really taking over the the sights and scenes and more of us collaborating. You're really the almost the, dare I say, portal of entry, because we are a portal of entry office. I don't yeah. think a lot of people know that either. Yeah. And I'm going to kind of jump. I wasn't going to go here yet, but I'm going to allude or I'm going to preface what I on that right now because what we're going to talk about here in a minute is going to matter (laughs) but we are a portal of entry office we are a a primary care office because as a chiropractic physician in the state of Missouri we can provide the primary care and portal of entry into the system and with what we see the the referral if we need MRIs if something major has happened and we have to refer Mm -hmm. we can still be the portal entry for that but in our office we're both very privy to what's coming in. Who is this person? Where were they referred from? Right. What do they do? But what's been a lot of fun and very, very helpful for, for me and how our office functions is you beginning on the clinical side mm-hmm. of that. So you being able to start that conversation has been huge. Right. Um, so now that you've been here four, five, six months, it seems like forever. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, seems like forever. And like, man, it's only been at the same time. Yeah. Um, what are the, some of the things that you're starting to get feedback on? Common questions. What are we seeing the most of? What's, what are, what's, what's that conversation that look like right yeah, now? Yeah, I think the people who come in like after the fact are like, wait, I could have come here first. Mm-hmm. It's like the biggest thing that we're seeing right now is people are like, I went to the orthopedia, I went to a different urgent care, and then they come here and they're like, I wish I wouldn't have gone there. Yeah. 
because they're like, I've done all of these things that didn't work Yeah. because they just put me in a boot or they charged me $1,000 to put me in a boot and just send me home and tell me to go to orthopedic specialist anyway. Mm-hmm. Kind of wasted your time in that matter of fact. <laughs> and then they come here and they're like, okay, well, that was all a waste of my one time, my yeah. money, and like my athlete's time as an athlete too. Right. That's the biggest thing I think right now. Yeah. And so a lot of that too is, you know, there's, there's a lot of great doctors everywhere, yeah. but I think a lot of people are getting frustrated with the, the run of the mill, the A plus B equals C mm-hmm. and being a number, not a name. And really it's like, oh, well, if it sounds and looks like this, then it has to be this. Yeah. This is the protocol. You're out six weeks and it's like, it takes 30 minutes to spend a thousand dollars and really not get any answers right. or what do we do to what are or, or options like if you have a broken leg compound fracture like there is no other option Correct. but that's also something you can see you know and you're smart enough we're all smart enough and it's like we know what it's going to take to right. fix that we talk about ankle sprain well there's four different grades of that mm-hmm. everybody's a little different what yeah. do they play right. size weight sex uh you know what all ligaments are actually involved because yeah. not all ankle sprains look the same yeah. same with the knee Oh, it could be meniscus. It could be PCL. It could mm-hmm. be ACL. It could mm-hmm. be um, LCL. Like there's so much involved that just because it's swollen doesn't guarantee it's like, yep, medial meniscus. Yeah. You're out six weeks. Right. It's like based on what? Right. Like just because it looks the part, just because you have the symptom doesn't mean you have the disease. I've said that right. for years yeah. now. It's like, yeah, it might look like it, but does it actually smell, feel, and taste like it? Right. It's like, you know, let's find out all the information. Right. And like if the person that you're going to can't really like signify what you're there for and mm-hmm. can't really pinpoint, like you got to give some kind of answer. Yeah. Like, if they can't do that, then like I, you want to question them. That's what I do. Right. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> Why? Right. <laughs> and here's the thing. Well, I, I think at this point, it's like a lot of people, a lot of people who, I'm going to be bold for a second. All right. We're always bold. What are you talking about? <laughs> a lot of people who are watching this are going to be the ones that want question, want to question. Mm-hmm. What do I need to know more? What other, what are better questions I can ask? Because here's what I don't want to do. Here's who I don't want to be. Here's how I don't want to be treated unless it's absolutely necessary. Right. The people who are in full trust of Western medicine, white coat doctors, their orthopedist, you know, is for this professional team and, I trust them with my life. Okay, cool. Yeah. Then this is not for you. Right. I think a majority of the people are like, do they need to be in a boot? Like, why am I going to pay for this? You know, mm-hmm. my insurance is terrible anyway. I know they're not going to cover it, which is why we don't take it either. Right. And we make it more affordable because of that. Mm-hmm. Like people who are open and knowing, wait, you don't take insurance and you're more affordable. Wait, there is another option other than going into this boot. Right. Wait, we might not have to do X, Y, or Z, tell me more. Like you, you that are listening to this are those people. And we are becoming more and more to the forefront because of the experiences we've had in the past Mm -hmm. three months and giving this information of like, yes, ankle sprain, come here. If you have our numbers and you unfortunately have a student athlete or yourself roll an ankle at a football game or playing pickleball or Mm -hmm. something happens in golf and it's like, I know they're just going to want to put me in a boot and take an x-ray and I already know how this song and dance goes and I've done this before and it didn't work and it's like, what can I do different? Call us. Yep. Yeah. Day, night, doesn't matter. Yeah. Because there is a a lot of that in the research that we're seeing in the clinical, literally the clinical studies we're doing here and outcomes of 
time and place for those things, is it actually necessary? We can evaluate that. Mm -hmm. We can take the films. We can do the physical evaluation. Mm -hmm. We can do the orthopedic tests and really figure out and get to the root cause of, yes, here's the thing. Here's what we're seeing. You need to go here. Mm -hmm. Yes, here it is. This is what we're seeing. This is what we're going to do here. We've got you. Yeah. Because what I don't want people to think either is like, oh yeah, you're anti-Western medicine and you, of course you would say, no, that's not what I'm saying. Right. Because we've just sent three people for MRIs in the past three months. Correct. And one of them had a, a pretty big hip issue, which I'm glad we caught. Right. Which could have spread into the hip more. So guess what? Referred, fix it, ideal, no, but it could have been a hell of a lot worse. Right. Um, another shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we've had uh, ankle and hand injury. Like there's, so we do play nice right. with people who want to play nice. Right. So we have the referrals for y'all to go to, right. for sure. Yeah, I mean, my mom's literally a NICU nurse. Of course I play nice. <laughs> like, you get a spanking. Yeah. <laughs> so, but in some of the uh, the ultimate athlete evaluations, and we will say that. So a lot of a lot of people uh, have seen the ultimate sports physical. Right. We're renaming that <laughs> because a lot of you guys like to say, oh, well, they've already got their physical. It's mm-hmm. like, damn. We missed the boat there. Yeah. Like, I see why you would say that, but it's like, no, the ultimate sports physical. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so we're going to rename it to the ultimate athlete evaluation. Yeah. Because we're evaluating the athlete. And we talked about this on our last podcast. Yep. And we've it's been the theme for the past few months is you are a person. Yeah. So I don't care about the ultimate sports physical. It's like we're talking about the sport and evaluating the function and performance of the sport. Mm-hmm. So it kind of matches up. Yeah. This is off the top right now. I'm like, so why didn't we name it this the first time? <laughs> so we're dealing with a person and now it's the ultimate athlete evaluation. So we can evaluate the entire athlete for what it is they do, where they want to go, their goals, their uh, biomechanics. Yeah. So we're renaming the ultimate sports physical to the ultimate athlete evaluation. So back to regularly scheduled programming. The reason I say that is because a lot of these conversations are coming up as we're doing the ultimate athlete evaluation. Right. I mean, a lot of parents are telling you what at the end of this, and you've kind of already said it, but I want to jump back on it. Yeah. Like, why didn't I know about this sooner? Basically. Right. And it's like, like where was where, this his yeah, freshman year? Yeah, where have you year? been? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I wish we could have done this his freshman year. And then we had another one stop and say, well, I wish we could have done this sooner than that. Yeah. And, and that's you know, that's definitely the purpose of that. It gives us a well-rounded look into what can happen. What it also does, and I'll be very honest, which is kind of cool, is it creates a lot of rapport for us. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have been very surprised, and this isn't to toot our own horn, but I think we should do more of that because yeah. we've gained a lot of trust very, very quickly yeah. with parents who have done the ultimate athlete evaluation over the past three months. Right. Yeah, and it's like getting that trust not only of the parent but then the athlete because after school they might be one of a hundred kids who walk in that like AT room every single day. Right. But here <laughs> they walk in like they are they are that person mm-hmm. until they walk out the door and then they walk in the next time. Mm-hmm. Whereas in an AT room you're shuffled in and out and you have no idea. You might walk in and get your ankle taped and not even be asked a question. Right. Just how how the game goes. Yep. And because, and that's something we're trying to solve for as well, is being able to serve the 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 ATs better. So if you have an AT in your family, in your circle, or maybe you're an AT watching this, like we play nice, yeah, Cause clearly. Because <laughs> here's the thing too: is it's like we're we're able to solve and help a lot. Yeah, we're not here to tell you what to do, but we're able to solve and help a lot. And the reason I bring that up is because we've already heard about an AT for a team who we have an athlete of. That has said, oh, why'd you go there? 
And it's like, no, 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 cut that bullshit out right now. Yeah. Because we've also seen athletes that we have found things. And it's not the AT's job to find what we found. Right. When you find an 18 degree curve in somebody's spine at 14 years old and you're able to find it and give next steps and what we're going to do about it, that's a big deal. It creates a lot of trust yeah. very quickly. Yeah. And now the AT can now know and have that information like, okay, if they're going through this, this, or this, I have to consider this. Mm-hmm. We're here to help and make ATs shine yeah. as well. But like you were saying, just being shuffled through, at the end of the day, they are very, very much set up for failure. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, we've got football, we've got softball, we've got soccer. And with that, there's almost 300 athletes. Yeah. And you, Mr. or Mrs. 1AT, have to see them all. Yep. And you're responsible for every single one of them. Getting them ready for practice. Some people getting them water for practice. And you have to be at every practice, too. So make that happen. Yeah. And this is why Erin, sitting next to me, was on her hands and knees saying, please, 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 can I work here? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. But seriously, I mean, and that's why the the ultimate athlete evaluation is so important because it gains a lot of trust, gains a lot of rapport. We can give next steps and we can also collaborate and, 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 you know, cross the information across the line so when they're not sitting in front of us, Mm -hmm. the people that they are sitting in front of most, whether it's the parents or the team, Mm -hmm. it's really the two places that the three places they are the most is the team, the parents and bet. Yep. So when they're not in front of us, they're, you know, people around them are able to have that information. Yeah, I mean the ability to be one-on-one with an athlete is literally negative. Right. Like I can't think of many times that I've ever been one-on-one with a coach that I've had Mm. other than maybe like, on accident when someone didn't show up. Yeah. Like the ability for us to be one-on-one with an athlete for say 45 minutes to an hour mm-hmm. doing the ultimate athlete evaluation, like that's unheard of. Yeah. And that's not a capacity that's given to anyone who works in a school. Right. It's not given to an AT. It's not given to really a PT anymore the way that that's done now. Yeah. So that's one that you're, that's what you're getting is you're getting the one-on-one time with us to do yeah. the entire evaluation over their mental health, their metabolic health, their physical health, everything. Yeah. And, and so, and now, uh, really even, even the urgent care side of things, Yeah, we've had, uh, some texts and some messages about, Hey, can I bring him in here for this? Hey, she's having this. Should I bring her to you? Yeah. And we're starting to step into that space more. Right. So now it's like our whole picture and vision is becoming literally full circle very mm-hmm. quickly because we've started on the evaluation. Yeah. Like and we've always been big on that. We have to know the starting point. Mm-hmm. And while this while this might not be the starting point, when you walk in through our doors is the starting point. Yeah. And there's been such a history before that. We need to figure out, okay, where have you been, but you're here now and get a baseline. Yeah. And then what are next steps? We've solved for that. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden the full circle part is, and we, we it, we're being pushed into it faster than we thought we were going to, is now it's just like, okay, well, what happens if they go down on the field? And it's yeah. like, okay, so we're on this side of the circle. Now we're over here. Right. It's like, holy cow, which is great. And now we just solve for it faster. And we've made ourselves more available yeah. as much as possible right. to be like, I've gone to this and I've gone over to the place and did the thing and they did the, and they referred us out. We can't get an orthopedist for eight days and, and whatever. We can solve for some of that yeah. and see if it's, and, and really truly diagnose if there is an issue. I hate the word diagnose, but in sports injuries there, that's probably the best place to use a diagnosis yeah. is, yeah. is it grade one, two or three? Is it actually broken? Um, is it simple fractures? Is it displaced? Is it, 
you know, what's going on. Yeah, I mean, what do you do whenever, like, ordinary society standard, like, what do you do when you're sick? You call your doctor. So what should you do if you're at a late-night soccer game and you roll your ankle? You should call your doctor who deals with your sports injuries. Yeah. And that's what we are. Yes, 100%. Just makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think you could have said it any better. And I and, and we're going to unapologetically start to position ourselves in that way. Mm-hmm. Because I'll tell you what, we enjoy it. Yeah, I love it. Like, I've <laughs> always said I'm not the injury chiropractor. And... I'm still not like, I'm not going to market pain. I'm not going to like, if you fix the problem, the pain and stuff goes away. It's all about performance and function, structure, function, and performance. But if you're performing, you go down. It's like, okay, how do we get you back into performance? I'm like, the injury is the easy part, Yeah. but it's like, let's find the answer faster Mm -hmm. because we deal with that all the time. And watching that story develop when we've had people that, it's your senior year, you're out to eight weeks and you're well into the end of the season by the time you can come back. Right. And to bring them back sooner, if at all possible, we want to make sure that those scenarios, you are back sooner. Yeah. Like if the data shows, which we have, we've got mm-hmm. the baseline. If the data shows that we are safely bringing you back in half of the amount of time, yeah. you can't argue with that. Mm-hmm. Like there are very few teams, but there are teams at this point that are using the same technology yeah. we have to not only heal that's one set of technology but help the body heal Mm -hmm. and cut down that time but also the data that they're using we're using here to properly literally justify man we said six to eight but we're two weeks in and i think you can come back next week and it's data driven not emotionally like man i really want to get them back soon right we can do that yeah and it goes along with like concussion same thing if you're getting a baseline of that and then say there's a concussion you don't have to fall i mean Clearly, there is a very strict protocol with concussions, but same yeah. thing. Say they are coming back and you have that data to back it up with the AMI. Yeah. Okay, then let's go. Yeah. And we can do the, we can do the SCAT baselines. Mm-hmm. We can do the uh, entire concussion evaluations mm-hmm. and protocols. And here's what I'm going to say on that, being a little on the bold throttle here again, is I hear a lot of people say, don't ever let a chiropractor touch you after concussion. Well, cut that bullshit out too. Yeah. And anytime somebody says that, you should probably lift an eyebrow and either say why or be like, you know what? Just for fun, I'm going to see what they will do and find somebody who specializes in it. We do. We have other colleagues around us that are a little farther out and in other states that do. Yeah. It's like when people say, oh, you definitely shouldn't, that's pretty dogmatic, pretty stereotypical, and you should raise your eyebrow as to why. Oh, there's nothing they can do for that. Well, you should probably lean into that and figure out if that's true or not. Right. Was it a bad experience or is it just a bias that they, it's like, and, and that's one thing I want to squash. A lot of people ask, why are you do, why do you do what you do? Why have you moved into this realm? Because I want to change the stereotype of right. that. I want to change the stereotype of how these kids are grown and, and built growing up as athletes. Mm-hmm. I want to change the stereotype of what my profession is known for and what we actually do and how we can actually help and how we can actually collaborate with people like ATs and Mm -hmm. PTs. It's like, I want to change the stereotype. So I say that because that stuff's got to end. Right. Because you're talking about a person and when we have everything we have, I just want to build value for all of you out there that between data points, technology, evaluation, education, primary care um, rights, we have that answer. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why people, like teams have their team doc, their team AT, and then their school's hiring in a chiropractor, but then they don't want to play nice. There's a reason why they're still hiring them. Yeah. So if you have them together, what's the problem? Right. That's what I've never understood. (laughs) Right. 
Right. It's just, it's crazy. And you have good and bad in every profession. And, you know, maybe one of them in the, in the triage or maybe all of them aren't great and they're just there to collect a paycheck. And Mm -hmm. that's unfortunate, but it's easy. And they're around the environment. They like, there's all that stuff. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're solving for that. And especially on the urgent care side of things. Mm -hmm. So hear this now, if you're not in this state, and you have a chiropractor that is very good with student athletes or you need one, um, great. If you need one, give us a call. We'll find you one. But consider this the next time there's a, a rolled ankle, the next time there's a, you know, a sprained shoulder, an AC joint issue, mm-hmm. a, a sprained knee or whatever it is, plantar fasciitis, um, consider having that discussion with a yeah. chiropractic office first or more, I don't even call it alternative. It's not alternative. You know, that style of healthcare yeah. first. Uh, because I think it'll be very worth your while. Um, if I could have, you know, four million offices all over the place and really create the standard for that, um, I would. Hell, maybe I will. <laughs> but I, I think that's exactly what a lot of people are looking for. But I get the hesitancy of like, man, I just don't know. Right. I don't know who to trust. We say this all the time too. Yeah. It's just, I don't know who to trust. Well, lean into it and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And if you need help figuring it out, we'd love to help if, if we have people and in, in contacts in those areas. Yeah. But the, the, the student athlete side of things and their, and their parents that are trying to keep up, again, a lot of the, the injuries we've just touched on, we've mentioned, like adults have those, like uh, adults that aren't athletes necessarily or anymore have the same injuries. Mm-hmm. So again, consider, oh, yeah, my wife tripped up going up the stairs and, you know, smashed her knee up on it and twisted a little bit. And, you know, they said it's swollen, couldn't find anything. We got the MRI. They said it's all good but there's still a problem there clearly. So they did all they were supposed to do by the book and now it's watch and wait. Well, I don't like the watch and wait. Yeah. I don't. Not not with the lack of information. Your body's not the weather. You don't watch and wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And in Missouri, that can go one of two ways. Exactly. It can get worse before be it gets NATO. better. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so it's, yeah. And, and a lot of the feedback we have gotten, like you had said, is like, where has this been? Right. And what else can we be doing? And what it's so funny that once we do this, it's like, well, what can you do now? Right. And then two visits later, it's like, well, what can you do now? Yeah. It's like, what's next? What's next? It's like, <laughs> whoa, 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 hang on. If you wanted to know what was three steps down the road, you should have started three years earlier. Yeah. Like we're going to get there. <laughs> yeah. Like, but just, just, but it's so, it's so cool to see how excited they get because they can see the checkpoints and the progress of mm-hmm. what we're going to do. Yeah. Momentary break. Mm. Sponsored by Yeti. What has been, uh, <clears throat> yes, yeah. They did, They came out with the purple. So a lot of you are like, yeah, I've got a purple. No, you don't. You don't have this purple. <laughs> you don't. This is Doc Throttle's custom. Pur- no, I'm just kidding. I wish it was. But Yeti, so Gordy Gundaker is yes. sponsored by Yeti. Yes. Um, and I will tell Yeti, like, maybe, maybe we should both be uh, under endorsements of Yeti. I would love that. And because you literally nailed the purple on the head for uh, the race car that I drive. So um, we'll have to discuss. So I'm going to get some contacts. Speaking of asking for contacts. I'm gonna get <laughs> Yeti. At Yeti, if you're listening. Yeah. It's kind of funny too. I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, a, a lot of our student athletes and parents of student athletes. Um, I think they're probably big Yeti fans oh, too. Oh yeah. After they after they've done that evaluation, I I, I don't know why. I, mm-hmm. I I have a feeling they're 
probably pretty big fairy big big yeti fans a little surprise action yeti fairy but we are super excited about uh what is coming and coming very quickly uh we're often in our office scrambling like where do we go what do we do what do we do next how do we how do we do this faster Uh, we're trying to figure out as fast as possible one thing that would help us is uh to comment on here find our email communicate with us like what what do you need because we've got a list yeah We've got a board of stuff and ideas, and we're trying to put it out as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. So why that would help us, the more contact and engagement we get from y'all, is because <laughs> then we can prioritize. Yep. So not only, not always are we going to give you what you want, but in this, it, it would help us a lot. Like, yeah. okay, what is it, if you could choose, what do you want to have first? When it comes to student-athletes and the care and the resources they could have, if you could pick the top three things, prioritize them, one, two, and three, mm-hmm. what would they be? Right. That would help us out a ton. Yeah. Because then we could just narrow it in. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a lot. But uh, I am really, really geeking out over everything we do. But I think the uh, the urgent care side yeah. of things is very, very cool um, from the trust standpoint. Mm-hmm. But also the impact and informational and proper progress and notes and diagnosis of what is actually going on and what to expect right so anything else on that no athlete dinner tonight Ooh, yeah by the time you all are seeing this we will have had our second pure athlete huddle so stay tuned for more of the pure athlete stuff yeah Uh, we've got sweatshirts and t-shirts and hats that are starting to circulate in the community Yep, I'm wearing one now. <laughs> Imagine that. And a shirt. I'm like a walking billboard myself. Uh, but So we've got merch coming out, but we are also doing our second Pure Athlete Huddle. Yeah. So, which Stay is tuned tonight. for the one in October. Yeah, and we've decided we are, this was not intended to be necessarily a monthly thing, but with some of the feedback and content that people are wanting, we're just going to do it. Uh, well, we've, I wouldn't say we're going to do it every month, but we've already committed to doing yeah. another one in October. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to do that on a little different day. That one will be on a Wednesday and we're still trying to find the best day. Like, honestly, like I would like to find an awesome day. Maybe we just need to send it and figure out like, we're going to rent this whole auditorium out Yeah. or we're going to get one of the Howl schools or one of the Zoom Walt schools, let us use their gym. Yeah. And we're going to put on an awesome experience while giving information on student athletes through the pure athlete and how to serve them better. So as the pure athlete stuff comes out, like it, follow it, share it out. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're excited to get that rolling and on the move too. Yeah. Have a great rest of your week. See ya.